DJ and PK, joined now by Jordan Pendleton, owner of Pendleton Performance, former BYU linebacker. Jordan, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing well. So we've heard about all the uh, all the things we're supposed to be doing and not congregating and businesses are closing and uh, gyms are impacted. How does all of this impact you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely – it's definitely impacted us for sure. Um, you know, fortunately, we're still able to work with clients remote, and and we've we've been able to do some small group stuff and some one on ones. But it's definitely impacted us. It's impacted everybody, and I'm just hoping it all, uh, you know, we can get through this, and it, hopefully, it, it settles down here in the next couple weeks, uh, the next month. Who knows how long it's going to last? But yeah, we're just trying to take it one day at a time for sure. So are you setting up, particularly for the guys who are in training for potential NFL camps, you setting up stuff for them to do and then they do it out on their own? Is that the way it's working? Yeah, we've, we've been able to still um, get some guys in. We've had to really limit the amount of uh, people that we're letting in our gym. But for some of these NFL guys, we've been able to get some smaller groups going. And, um, you know, fortunately for us, we were, we were able to get all the way through, you know, the guys that were training for Pro Day we were able to make it all the way through um, without having to shut down. So that was a good thing. But yeah, we're just, we're just taking it day by day. Um, You know, I'm in Utah County and we're just trying to follow the guidelines as best as we can. And, and we only are allowing, you know, a certain number of people in the gym at a, at, you know, at specific times and just taking extra precaution to clean everything down before and after every class. And so, We've uh, we still have some stuff going, but it's definitely uh, definitely impacted us, and our you know our numbers our members are down, but we're we're trying to offer a lot of people, especially our members, some some home options, uh, workouts that they can do, and and um, just yeah, just trying to do the best we can. But it's it's been crazy for sure. Less than a month to the NFL draft. What do you think is the the biggest impact, the biggest negative that players have got to overcome, the guys who are preparing for the draft? Because obviously there's some high-profile guys in the state. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's some negatives for for both sides. One, the, you know, fortunately for for some of these guys, if they have good film, uh, it's going to help them a lot. But with, with all the pro days being canceled, and scouts, uh, you know, NFL scouts not being able to see these guys in person, do in-person interviews, and, um, and you know, some of these guys that don't have a lot of film that are hoping to go to Pro Day and get noticed and put up some good numbers, uh, it's really going to crush those guys because, you know, it's just it's word of mouth at that point, and, they, and, and the scouts – aren't able to see them. They're not able to see them perform in person. And so there's going to be some guys, some diamond in the roughs out there that don't have a lot of film. They, they maybe don't have a ton of tape and they're not going to be able to showcase their skills um, with the, the guys that do have tape. It still impacts them because they're not able to do um, in-person workouts. They're not able to, uh, you know, see these coaches, these scouts in person and, and do their interviews. And so it's all going to be done. Uh, right now, it's all being done on Zoom calls and, and Skype calls, and it's just not the same as getting an athlete, you know, on a whiteboard and and breaking down schemes and um, being able to interact with that person and and you know face to face. And then you know from a from an organization standpoint, it makes it difficult for them because they've got to 
be they, they've got to take you know different route as far as who who guys that they're going to draft and and guys that, that that are on their board without have without being able to necessarily see these guys in person and see them perform in person so it's um it's pretty tricky i don't you know it's 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 sad it, it sucks for you know guys that are kind of on the you know on the on the edge that aren't you know, first, four, fifth round draft picks that, you know, most of them get their shot based off their pro days and their numbers they put up. Um, and then also just being able to impress the coaches on the board, um, impress them with, with um, you know, person-to-person, um, you know, individual workouts. And with without being able to do that, it's going to make it tricky for sure. And so it's, it's, um, it's tough. And then for the players, it's just staying uh, mentally sharp, knowing that, you know, they don't know when the season's going to start. They don't know if it, if it even is going to start. And, you know, how you stay mentally and physically prepared for that during this time is just, it's tough for everybody. Over the years, Jordan, I've had some professional uh, front office people will call me and tell, ask me, hey, what do you know about uh, Kid X? And they're not looking for me to break down uh, their 40 times or in basketball what they can do on the floor they're asking like basically for some character references as they do background checks on on these kids i'm wondering with you whether it's college or pro if you've had people get in touch with you to get your recommendation about maybe how physically gifted they are how hard their work how hard they work those types of things yeah yeah definitely we 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 definitely get that all the time um whether it's from agents whether it's from you know college coaches um even even some NFL scouts have have reached out knowing that we're training a certain person, and so it's uh, it's definitely that's a, definitely a huge part of it. Uh, that it needs to be a good fit for the organization, and they definitely try and hit on all angles and, and contact um, you know people that you wouldn't think they would they would contact. I mean, it's easy to talk to a, like their position coach or maybe their high school coach or something, but. Um, they they try and go a little bit deeper than that, and uh, it's a, you know it's important that you bring somebody in that you feel like it's going to be a good fit, uh, somebody that's going to stay out of trouble, and that, that's obviously a huge huge component of the recruiting process, and, and especially for the NFL draft, you know, for the drafting process, and yeah, I mean, character is obviously it's not the it's it's not the only thing. There are guys that get drafted that we know are you know can't stay out of trouble, but um, it's for these guys that aren't you know, first, you know, first round draft picks, second round draft picks, uh, there's a lot that goes in. There's a lot that, you know, they value on that specific thing for sure. Former BYU linebacker Jordan Pendleton, joining us, owner of uh, Pendleton Performance. So when you're working out high school kids and you give them this kind of advice, like, well, how you interact with people is going to matter to a college coach, how hard you work is going to matter to a college coach, what percentage of them do you think hear you? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, sometimes you feel like it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, for for me, I didn't. We didn't have Instagram and Twitter and and all this stuff when I was in high school. So, um, you know, it was a lot easier for for us to just kind of mind our business and we didn't have to worry about all that. But a lot of these athletes don't know that coaches are are stalking them on every single platform possible and what they're posting and, and what they're doing, um, you know, it's, it's getting looked on. And so I, I try and tell kids that all the time, like, Hey, if you are, 
if, if you, you, let's just say there's a kid from Bingham and a kid from Alta, and they're the same talent, they run the same 40, they're, they play the same position, they have the same stats, you know, let's just say they're equal. Um, why would you get recruited over, over, over the other kid? And, and I try and tell them, like, they're going to look at your grades, and if your grades are the same, then they're going to go to social media. They're going to see how you behave. They're going to see um, what you're doing. They're going to see what you're posting. And, you know, they're, they're going to find that edge of, you know, what, you know, who, who's the better fit, who's the, the, the kid that we think is going to thrive more. And, and a lot of it isn't necessarily uh, athletic ability. It goes much more beyond that. So we try and tell the kids, but I mean, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of kids. I don't, I don't think they understand the, uh, the importance of it. And I don't think they understand the value of it, but it's definitely something we preach because with social media now, I mean, you can find out a lot about somebody just by, you know, stalking their Instagram profile or looking at their stories. And so it's definitely uh, something that has changed over the years. Uh, you know, then when I was, when I was playing, we didn't have to worry about that. You're telling me Jordan Pendleton, the rebel out of Bingham, has now become a parental figure. <laughs> oh man, I've I've never been a rebel. I've always had my head on straight. No, I'm just kidding. No, I. You know what? It's it's one of those things. Like we we all make mistakes, and and you know, fortunately for me, I, I was just so involved with sports, and and I you know I just had. I had I had goals and but you know you do you do screw up along the way and it's it's about um, teaching these kids and helping these kids not make the same mistakes you make and and a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I I didn't you don't know as a as a kid that you wish you would have known and but you know how it is you can tell you can tell people anything and and tell them from experience and they're still they're still going to have to go out and make their own mistakes and they're going to have to some of them are going to learn the hard way but. Uh, as long as we can prevent, you know, some of those things from happening, then we've done our job. So, Jordan, for all the weekend warriors listening right now, they got more time to work out than ever, but they probably have way fewer options. Give them some, a quick tip that they can hold on to, that they can actually use. Yeah, that's a, that's a big topic right now. If you get on social media, it's like home workout central right now. So... No, I think, uh, you know, we could talk about, you know, I think the main thing is uh, people don't understand that they can do a lot of things with very minimal equipment. Uh, you, all you need is a band. In fact, I'm putting together uh, an at-home program right now that all, all that's required is a band. Just just a, a band is it. Um, I've got a hundred different exercises uh, that you can do either body weight or just with a band. And so I think I think the biggest thing is just knowing what to do but there's so many things you can do with minimal equipment and i'm actually um me and my team are putting together some some programs that people can do with very minimal equipment i think the best advice that i could give is just is just to move you know you don't have to you don't have to be you know going crazy or throwing around a ton of weights it's just people need to just move and and whatever that is i don't care if it's walking your dog or going and you know, running down the street or walking up and down your stairs. It doesn't really matter. Just um, trying to stay mentally sharp and, and trying to stay physically active during this time because a lot of people, um, you know, could, could you know, fall, fall into a trap the, the other way and, and become super inactive. But my best advice is just to move, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you can do push-ups. You can do – there's so much body weight stuff you can do, and it's just important to, 
um, try and stay, you know, physically and mentally sharp during this time. But I actually am putting some stuff uh, together that will be ready soon for at-home programs, uh, stuff you can do with very minimal equipment and, and a ton of variety of, of exercises, uh, all programmed in a, in a way that, that is easy to follow and simple to follow. So if I gave you six months and David James, could you get him a two-pack, a four-pack, or a six-pack? <laughs> oh, man. I'd, I'd have to see what he looks like right now. Uh, no, then you don't. I, then, I'd be able to, <laughs> then I'd be able to give a, a more sophisticated answer. But, you know, you can get some good results in six months. So I, I, I could probably do that in six months. There you go, DJ. You're on. Great. You're on, man. He doesn't know some of, he doesn't know some of the stuff he's working against. <laughs> a lot of clay. <laughs> hey, uh, what about NFL players and college players? And and obviously, you know, you, you still work out and still know a fair number of college players. And we're hearing all this talk about how much time they need to get ready for all the collisions they'll get over the course of a 12-game season. And maybe it'll have to be a shorter season than that. But do you view June 1 as a really important date for guys trying to get ready for season openers, you know, roughly September 1? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. I mean, especially not knowing, you know, if the season's going to get delayed or if it's going to be shortened or, or what the what the case may be. But... You know, I, I would say like, you know, I think the good thing is some of these some of these guys and some of the guys we have in they they kind of look at it as a good thing. Like they have more they have more time to prepare because the off season is normally so short. Uh, you know, especially like Jackson Barton is in with us. He just he's with the Chiefs. They went all the way to the Super Bowl, and then it's like your your off season is so short that all of a sudden it's like two months, and all of a sudden you're back in in camp and. And so some of these guys are looking at it as an opportunity to, to get their bodies in better shape, um, you know, deal with a lot of the injuries that, you know, nagging injuries they've had and, and really use it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, come in feeling as good as possible. But um, as far as how much time each end, you know, three, three months is, is plenty of time for these guys to go through a, a good training block uh, to get their conditioning levels where they need to be get their strength and their power uh, where they need to be. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they've been training for so many years that, that three months um, is a good is a good time frame for these guys to get in peak, you know, physical condition. Uh, but it's just, it's just hard because, you know, you, you don't know how hard to push right now, um, not knowing when camps are actually going to start and when the season is actually going to start. So that's the tricky part is, is trying not to do too much too soon uh if the season does get delayed or if something does happen and uh, you know not getting burnt out and that's that's the biggest you know issue right now is just um trying to do enough but also understanding that things could be delayed and so not getting burnt out before the season even starts well jordan we appreciate a few minutes uh good luck uh juggling uh you know your job and the new life. I know that's not easy. It impacts you a lot, but it sounds like you got a few plans. Good luck, and we'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Jordan Pendleton, Jordan- owner of Pendleton Performance, former BYU linebacker. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
NFL Players Association Medical Director Tom Mayer says he's optimistic the 2020 season will take place, but the Union NFL will know a lot more in late May or early June about whether playing this season is viable. He noted on Adam Schefter's podcast that every NFL team, with the exception of the Packers, is located near a coronavirus hotspot. Tampa Bay Buccaneers GM Jason Legg told ESPN's Mike Greenberg in the first phone call with Tom Brady on the first day of free agency, Brady was actually the one selling them on why he should go to Tampa Bay. Quote, it was almost like a recruitment on his part, telling us why it would make sense for him to come to Tampa Bay. The next call we made, we signed him, but it was that phone call that we realized that we felt like we had him. Boston Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale underwent Tommy John surgery on his left elbow on Monday, his 31st birthday. He waited 11 days after doctors said he needed the operation because of difficulty in scheduling during the coronavirus pandemic. Top of the Wire, brought to you by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Utah State Aggies. I'd like to know how many phone calls you've received from early return missionaries that are asking if you've got a spot for them on the roster. Our mindset is is that those young men are going to be part of a program if they're not going back out on their mission. Those are, again, I go back and those, those are family stressors right now that those families don't need those stressors. They need to have the ability to look and say, you know what, we got you. We, we wanted you before you left. Obviously, you went on your mission. And this is something that we have absolutely zero control of, you have zero control of, and now your opportunity is still going to be here. My mindset is that those young men are going to be in our program and be part of our program and that we have room for them in our program. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJPK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Question of the morning. If the colleges only play conference football games this upcoming season, what happens to the independents? U State Iceman says it would sure make the Boise State-Utah State game mean a lot more than it already does, and it means a lot as of now. I'd be sad that Utah State doesn't get to play BYU. So would I. A rare Aggie fan there who is sad most of what's coming back is people laughing at BYU. You're an independent. No. no, 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 no. You suck. You really suck. You really totally suck. It's not very creative, but it gets to the point. No, because if that's the case, that's impacting your schedule. Whichever team you're, you root for, there's going to be some impact if it comes to that. It's interesting, though. You know, Gary Anderson has been out front speaking that we get, we got to get going in June. And these are coaches, and now we heard Bronco Mendenhall talk about it too. So you got a couple of guys here, and they both have local ties, obviously. Well, there's going to be more than that. There's probably going to be many who feel and think along those lines, right? You're dealing with a group of people in the same profession, same type of mindset that they might have. But then you speak to Jordan Pendleton, and he's feeling like, well, if they do have three months – that is enough time to get themselves in playing shape because most of them year-round are in pretty good shape as it is, right? Because, you know, the days of the old stories of reporting for spring training, 25 pounds overweight, and you work yourself into shape, those are long gone. That They just simply don't exist anymore. And 
it's such that it's a year-round thing. You know, maybe you take a couple of weeks off after your season, but then you're getting back into it. Uh, Jordan believes that three three months is enough, but we don't know at this at right now if there's even going to be three months. I mean, if you had to guess, would teams be coming back together? Let's just take the college teams as an example. Would they be getting back together in some new form the uh, first week of June? Right now, I'd say probably not. You know, I wouldn't think so. It's not how we feel right now, but people who have access to more people, I mean, from Cuban to Major League Soccer saying uh, May 12, I mean, there's people out there staying pretty optimistic. If baseball's really going to play 80 games, when do they have to get back and start getting the pitchers to throw? So June 1, it's not any fans. Can that kind of spring football work? Can you divvy them up into smaller groups? I think at some point you still have to have 22 people together, right? <laughs> I don't know how you work around that. I get that you could have the ones and the twos go against each other in different sessions and the threes and red shirts, I guess. Yeah, I think that if that were to happen, practice and guidelines and just routines or whatnot, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, standards maybe, as we currently know them, I think they would be changed so potentially significantly, you know, and maybe you do go, you, you report in different num- different groups instead of everybody coming in at the same time. I don't know, whatever it might be. There's any number of things that they can figure out, right, going forward. I'm not sure what's, how it'll be, but they'll be in the best interest of the kids, which is the most important. And June 1st, if you told me right now we can have it, I take it hands down. I I know you're talking about some people saying mid-May or what have you, whatever. Then you cited two examples with the soccer and the the Mavericks owner. Right. Yeah, I would sign off on June 1st. Uh, right now, without question, that in fact that would boost my spirits tremendously to know, hey, there literally is an end in sight. We can do this. We can hold on, and we can social. What do they call it? Social distancing, isolation, whatever it might be. We can do it until then, if that's what we have to do. I think the human spirit can do whatever it needs to do. You, you know, you see somebody like a John McCain who was a prisoner of war for many years. Or, you know, that's mind-boggling to be even in that situation, and obviously he came through it and did what he did. So I think that we can do those types of things. June 1st, yeah, I would love it as a date for a couple of reasons, because it means things would be back. And also, too, it is that June 1st would be my father-in-law's 90th birthday. Oh, well, there's a date. Circle that. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, though, um, I'm, I'm more with you. I think that uh, I get – I really like that Mark Harlan said there were five plans because I think that's the most honest. I think that the Cuban thing I view as uh, – it's what, it's what Dr. Fossey said about uh, the president when he said uh, have the churches full on Easter. It's aspirational. That's what we want, but none of us Ooh. are in control – it's what it's what Cuban wants. It's what aspirational soccer wants. Yeah, that was his word. Aspirational. It's I think you're putting and you're putting the emphasis on the first syllable. I might add. <laughs> I think that's the way the words pronounced. I think that um, <laughs> I'm with you that the June one. I would absolutely take it if it were offered. 
everything is shut down. We're sitting there on March 31st, right? So everything is shut down for two more months. And let's face it, two weeks of this has seemed like forever, right? Time is no one. I don't know anyone who said, boy, time's really flying by. No, nobody has said that. And the older you get, the faster time goes, except for the last two weeks. Because it hasn't gone very fast. And two months of this would crawl by. But you're right. Offered that bargain now, I would take it in a heartbeat to start it up on June 1. But I think more the, uh, you know, Kirk, Kirk, Herbstreet, Kirk Herbstreet speaks to what we fear. And it's plausible. Mark Cuban speaks to what we hope. And it's plausible. But the truth is nobody knows. And when Mark Harlan tells us, hey, we got five different options out there, we well, may as well plan for anything because none of us have lived through something like this. So how the heck do we know? And anytime you hear someone who's actually like got a background in science and study and studies this, it's it's not that optimistic. You know, and they're they're pretty careful not to try and depress everybody, but they don't give us a lot of false hope either. So I I'm like you. I, I would take June 1 if it were offered to me. I don't think it's going to be offered to me, but I would definitely take it if it was. Well, and that's for you, too, because you are an aspirational. Thanks, Coach. So, so far, I'm fat and I'm aspirational. It's been a good hour for me. You know what I said? You're in the radio. Never, the only thing I've ever said is that you're a little heavy set. I've oh, we heard you with Jordan. Don't back away from it. Own it. Own it. Like one of those interceptions that A-Rod was talking about? perfect example right there. I've always said A-Rod could smarten you up in a hurry. I totally believe that. And I had a story. I had a story to bring up with A-Rod, and I just remembered it now. we got to get him back on the phone. (laughs) Doggone it, Yuck, you were going to remind us. We said there's a 5% chance I remember, a 5% chance PK remembers. Hey, in, in the vein of what we're talking about, I own that one. That was supposed to be me. I was supposed to remind you about right. that. Right. We already knew PK and I had failed. We got an F on the test but you heard, before it was even handed out. You heard A-Rod say, anytime. Right. We'll have him All right. Time. Well, we'll have him on again yeah. in a couple weeks. There'll be something new, and we'll spend, and we got to get to this story. Aaron, how long is your beard now that you're stuck at home for another three weeks? <laughs> he, he, he looks like a wizard. Oh, he's moves. a beard grower, too. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's a he's. Yeah, he and he he gets the rules though. He he signed up for them. So, but yeah, but if you're at home, oh my gosh, I must wonder what these coaches look like right now. They, oh, look, yeah. they look like a bunch of ZZ Top guys, huh? <laughs> well, you know, you always give me a hard time because I get my haircut every four or five weeks. Because otherwise, it's such a big deal when you get your haircut. My gosh, it's so annoying. But now, now I'm going to be on like twelve weeks with no haircut. What'd you do in high school? Did you get your haircut like twice? That picture of the avatar we always tell people to go see. You get your haircut like every six months. Yes, I would. Uh, yes, in high school, uh, not baseball season because they would make you. Uh, trim it up but so usually what I would do is get one in February because baseball would we you know with Phoenix the weather was a little bit better so yeah so we'd get to start practice uh, second or third week of February so I'd get one right before practice or right before the start of baseball and then six months later so yeah so I was going on a uh, schedule of two haircuts a year because I had to pay for my own haircuts my parents never paid for them Uh, and then when I got to college uh, then, boy, it got some serious long there, too, because then there was there was no February deadline that I needed to meet. <laughs> uh, <at> the <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that'll be me on TV in a couple months, so stick around for that. Well, 
You know what's funny? I saw a uh, you, there's all sorts of these where they call them memes now or cartoons. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife's friend, dog walking friend, must send her ten a day, and then she sends them to me. And they're and my sisters. I I found I'm I'm texting my sisters a lot more because we're all just sitting around, obviously, sure. right? And uh, they they're older and they're both retired, and so we're sending stuff back and forth. And I saw one of looking like, uh, you know, one of those wild professors with the hair. And the caption was, in three weeks, we'll all see the true hair color of everyone. <laughs> because you couldn't, true. couldn't go get it fixed yeah. and all that stuff. And so you don't. Doctored you don't, or what do they call it, colored. Yeah. So you don't get all, uh, you don't get the three of you together on Zoom, huh? Do the whole group chat. No, we've just been texting. I told her, uh, uh, I, I, I texted my sisters on last Saturday night. It's like, uh, we, you know, we had something to eat. And uh, 7 o'clock, I went and sat in the front room, and I got a car, uh, uh, what, about six weeks ago. And so I get the th- satellite for uh, three free months they give you as an introduction, right? And I downloaded it so it's on my, my phone. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to listen to some radio here. There's nothing really I want to see on television. I've been watching too much TV as it is. So I'm going wa- to listen to some radio. So I click on, you know, they got the 50s on Channel 5 and the 60s on Channel 6 and so forth. They got a bunch of other stuff, too. And uh, I saw their 60s at 6 was uh, broadcast by Cousin Brucey. And I remember vaguely, you probably have no idea who Cousin Brucey is, do you? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, Cousin, Cousin Brucey, when I was very young, I'm talking like five years old, uh, he would have been in the New York area. He would have been like Wolfman Jack. Oh, okay, DJ. Some, All right. Uh, uh, yes, and he had he had a great following. So I texted my sisters, and I included my wife on it, who's an Arizona native. I said, "Now my wife has no idea, but I I just want you to know my Saturday night social life consists of listening to Cousin Brucey uh, do the '60s. So you just type in Cousin Brucey, and it'll come up." B R U C I E. Back in the New York area, Cousin Brucey was where it's at. But my sisters, being ten plus years older than me, they would have that would have been right in their wheelhouse. So then it started a big chain of texts going back and forth of Cousin Brucey stories that they had because that would have been when they would have been in high school, and he was huge at the time. So. Yeah, that's what we ended up exchanging texts. And then you go from one, you know, you have one little, like we do in the show a lot of times, like we're doing right now. We're basically having a random stream of consciousness. You start one uh, line of texting, and that leads to another and another and another. And before you know it, you've just passed an hour. So you're closer <laughs> to going to bed. <laughs> I've never been better rested than I am right now since I started this TV radio thing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Did you type in Cousin Brucey? I did. He's 84 years old. Yeah. Right. Married Jody and back was, in 1974. Bruce Morrow is his name. So Yeah, and you've actually heard his voice. You just don't know it. Because he's done a lot of voiceover stuff that you wouldn't, if you didn't live back east, in the northeast specifically, you wouldn't have any idea. But if you live back there during that time, 
and I said Cousin Brucey, there's literally millions of people back there who know Cousin Brucey or know of Cousin Brucey. And that's what he called himself. And he'd call himself, and he would speak to you, and he would call you cousins. And he made a shtick out of it that lasted for years, and he's done a lot of voiceover. He's 84 years old, and he was doing the show last Saturday night live from his, he'd moved up to upstate New York, and he was doing it from home to do the social distancing and all that stuff. But yeah, Cousin Brucey was a big name 40 years ago, and he's 84 years old. How about that? To be able to still work at 84, how awesome. cool would that be? Good for him. Yeah, Exactly. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, part two of the interview with Mark Harlan from uh, Talking Sports. Coming up a little after 9 o'clock, we played some of it uh, yesterday. You can get it online at KTV.com. You can get it online at 1280thezone.com, listen to it, but you can watch it on, on KTV.com. Uh, part one, there was a lot of stuff in there about football and about spring football and about money and budgets and, and him telling the spring sport athletes and coaches that they were done. Uh, part two, coming up at 9.05, has a lot more basketball in it. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot, and we'll talk about this with him, but a lot fewer uh, coaching changes in basketball. It's not the right time to buy a guy out. And, and one can set off a chain reaction of three or four hires. So I think that's a factor. Uh, and then specifically about Ute basketball and also about the stadium renovations. Uh, that's coming up a little after 9 o'clock with Utah AD Mark Harlan. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Utah State Aggies. I'd like to know how many phone calls you've received from early return missionaries that are asking if you've got a spot for them on the roster. Our mindset is is that those young men are going to be part of our program if they're not going back out on their mission. Those are, again, I go back and those, those are family stressors right now that those families don't need those stressors. They need to have the ability to look and say, you know what, we got you. We, we wanted you before you left. Obviously, you went on your mission. And this is something that we have absolutely zero control of, you have zero control of, and now your opportunity is still going to be here. My mindset is that those young men are going to be in our program and be part of our program and that we have room for them in our program. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, we're joined now by Aubriana Martindale from Smith's Food and Drug Stores. Aubriana, good morning. Welcome to 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And I can say I've known you for a while, and there's no chance I ever thought I would talk to you on a sports radio station. <laughs> Neither did I. It was a surprise to me. So thanks for having me, David. It's good to hear from you. All right, so uh, plenty to talk about uh, with Smiths, and I think the first thing, because there are people who do this and there are people who are irritated by it, and I think it would be awesome if it stopped. Uh, can you reiterate that there's no need to hoard, that Smiths has a lot of food, farmers are still growing stuff, and everything's still happening? Yes, that's the most important thing I can tell our listeners right now is our stores are open, they are clean, our associates are working relentlessly to stock our shelves, but I assure you there is not a shortage of food. It is just the process of replenishing, and the best way I can explain that is the grocery industry is seeing 
um, traffic in our stores that we would typically see the day before Thanksgiving. Now, we can anticipate that traffic in our stores. We couldn't anticipate this pandemic happening. So we didn't, um, we weren't necessarily prepared for the amount of traffic and the unprecedented amount of business that we're having in our stores. But I assure you, there's not a shortage of food. We are filling our warehouse. It's just the process of those trucks taking that product from the warehouse and delivering it to our stores on a daily basis to restock. Okay, so DJ hints that you guys are longtime friends, and I think everybody wants to know, (laughs) did you hire him to collect grocery carts in the parking lot at one point? David, did you do that? Were you a courtesy clerk for us at one point? That's good, honest work, I and I don't. No. That's good, honest work, and I don't think you two should be mocking it. And I never I ever no mocking I, it. I never ever. You, you're laughing, PK. Plead guilty. Don't try to defend yourself. Not at the work. No, as, we're as, all work is honorable. As much as I am happy to have Aubriana on the air, there's a part of me that never wants Aubriana to meet PK, and never wants PK to meet Aubriana. My life will be better if those two things don't happen. I can see you oh, two PK, joining after forces. Social distancing. We might need to make this happen. No. Give me all the dirt. Well, I got your cell phone right here because it comes in the little profile they gave us. So you'll be getting a text from me shortly. Oh, yeah, great. DJ, you <laughs> better watch is, out. My life is wrecked. I'm, I'm moving to Idaho. But no, I'm we're not making here. fun of you at all. The courtesy clerks have been on the front line, actually. They've been a, a crucial part of taking care of our customers at the registers and also sanitizing our front end. Um, we That's been a process of all of this, is following the CDC guidelines and deep cleaning our stores. And they've been a crucial part of that. So huge shout out to all of our courtesy clerks, even our alumni courtesy clerks and all of our associates at the Smith store. <laughs> alumni courtesy clerks is a phrase you've never used before. So, PK, let's just stop the yes. Smith's talk for a second. We'll get back to that in a second. So, Aubriana went to Taylorsville, okay? And she was in student, and, and so you were, were you the student body president or senior class or what was that? Yeah, I was the senior class president, senior so class I'm in president. charge of all the reunions. Oh, okay, right, right. So she's a poli- <laughs> she's a politician at heart, and I've seen her. You know, if you need to talk and you want to get in a battle of wits, you'd better come fully armed because she will, you know, it goes back to the Taylorsville politics. You had to, you had to have an A game to get where she got. All right. You try to represent. Oh, my gosh. All right, so uh, <laughs> along the, uh, the uh, lines with a courtesy clerk, um, some people, and we'll get to the drop-off, you know, the order and pick-up stuff and all that, but for the people who uh-huh. still go into stores, um, and people may not be aware of this, but I, and I think other grocery stores across the country have done this too, but Kroger and Smith's have kind of uh, uh, pushed it as well. Plexiglass now up so that you're separated when you're checking out from the cashier. And so the social distance is maintained because of the plexiglass, right? Absolutely. So we are actually, we started installing the plexiglass cashier shield last week. We're hoping to have them installed in all of our stores by the end of this week. So not only will they be at the cash registers, they'll be at the pharmacy and they'll be at our Starbucks locations. Um, again, that just practices the precaution of social distancing and helps not only protect our associates, but our customers as well um, to, to help guard between that interaction between the two parties. So you got to have that DJ reference at the online and curbside pickup, right? Online ordering, I mean. Absolutely. So not only have we seen more business in our stores, we've seen a lot more of our customers use the option of our online services. So it's pretty simple. It's a great way to do your grocery shopping, especially as we look at quarantining at home. Um, As you know, the governor's asked us to stay safe, stay home. So this is the best option that we can provide um, to assist with this. We've actually waived our service fee for curbside pickup. 
So you simply go to smithfoodanddrug.com, create your virtual cart. You have we you can make that order up to seven days in advance. Select your neighborhood store, um, then make the your trip over to our store curbside, and our associates will deliver that right to your car. Now, it's important that I know, as I mentioned restocking has been a challenge. We've been working um, our associates again. We owe so much gratitude to them because they've been stocking our shelves relentlessly. So even though you're placing those items in your virtual cart, it's not a guarantee that all of those items are in stock, but we'll work as hard as we can to make sure we're fulfilling that order for you and providing substitutes that we're able to as well. Aubriana Martindale joining us from Smith's Food and Drug Stores. Uh, I was driving home from work, and it was... uh it, it wasn't long after that. It was probably about a week or so after uh, Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert tested positive. The NBA shut down. And after that, everything changed very quickly. And I saw a thing up for Smiths, and it was that you were hiring. And I wonder if you're still hiring. And I wonder if that has to do with you need more people to restock stores because you're just moving product so fast now that so many people are eating at home. Sure. So it's been heartbreaking to hear the impact that this um, virus has had on businesses, especially the restaurant industry. So we are in a fortunate enough position where we've had that amount of traffic in our store. We need to help um, relieve some of our associates. So we are hiring. We've been able to bring hundreds of people onto our Smith's team, and we still need to fill several more positions. So if you are looking for employment, the quickest and fastest way I can tell you um, to get a job is visit one of our Smith stores. We're hiring on the spot. And if you don't want to visit one of the stores, if you want to do it online, you can do that at smithsfoodanddrug.com as well. We have several different positions open, and we need the help. Aubriana Martindale, Smith's Food and Drugs. All right, there it is. Um, the, uh, the hours, can you talk a little bit about that? Because a, a lot of stores are doing senior hours now, and I think you're doing that too. And you might – is everybody closing a little earlier just to have more time to restock also? We are. So we've had to change our operations a little bit. And part of that is our temporary hours, which are currently 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So there's a couple of reasons for that. One, our associates can restock in a safe environment. Second, we can do the cleaning that's necessary. And third, our associates are getting home and spending time with their loved ones as well. But we also know our seniors are most vulnerable to COVID. And our customers really... Uh, brought us all of the feedback saying they want to take care of our seniors and people who are most vulnerable to this virus. So we do have allocated hours for senior shopping. That's on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. All right, there it is. Aubriana Martindale from uh, Smith's Food and Drugs. And uh, now she knows PK, so I don't know how this is going to end poorly for me. I just know that it is. (laughs) PK, I look forward to meeting with you. David, thanks for having us. <laughs> no problem. Abriana, thanks for coming on and uh, tell us a few minutes. And just go to Smith's if you want a job. Bottom line, uh, they're hiring on the spot. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, big news for a lot of people. Thank you very much, Abriana. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Abriana Martindale, former senior class president, Taylorsville High. And now, if you look in the business magazines, PK, uh, you know, 30 women under 30 on the way, climbing the corporate ladder. She was one of those, too. So. Sweet. Aubriana's Aub- going places. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're talking basketball with Mark Harlan, Utah AD. Uh, that's next from my uh, two-part interview with him on KUTV Talking Sports. And then programming note tomorrow. Yak, are we talking basketball tomorrow? 
That we are. Because? We are going to have both Larry Kriskoviak and Mark Pope on the show tomorrow. Get out. Yep. All right. Utes and Cougars. All right. Utes and Cougar Hoop tomorrow. Mark Harlan coming up next. Stay with us.